0: Thankful that God has uh, placed us in this body. We're thankful this morning to be a part of the Lord's church. I'm glad this morning to know, as I said, that I'm saved. I'm thankful this morning that He's given us the ability to stand and proclaim His word. I always need the Lord's help each and every time we try to stand. I do have an interest in the desire in your prayers this morning. My prayer is this morning that God's Spirit might stir up His people. My prayer is this morning that God's Spirit might convict the lost, that they might seek the Lord. It's not for my vain glory this morning to be able to sit back and say, we've had this many saved, or that many saved, or this many united with the Lord's church, but I want His name to be exalted. If anybody's saved this morning, it'll be because the Lord does it. If anybody's been saved this week, it'll be because God done it. And this morning, that's what I want people to know. I want people to understand that God is still saving. And he's still seated at the right hand of God. He still maketh intercessions for us. As Brother Luke was talking last night there in the fourth chapter, later on, a little bit later in that chapter, uh, the writer says, come boldly. And my friend, when we come boldly to the... There to the... Well, let me just read it. I'm going to mess it up. He says in the fourth chapter... He said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace find grace to help in a time of need. And my friend, this morning, if there ever was a time that God's people need to come boldly to the throne of grace, knowing where help cometh from, my friend, it's now. We need to come boldly. That doesn't mean in an arrogant sense, but that means coming with a sense of confidence That when you come before the presence of an Almighty God, that you know that He's going to hear you, that He's there to help in your present time of need. And this morning He is. He's there to help. And He's there. He wants, He has a desire to have an, an interest, a part in your life. He wants to help lead, guide, and direct you. He wants to lead and guide and direct these services. And each and every Sunday morning that we meet this way, it's always been my prayer. God, that You come in amongst our people and You stir hearts up in a way that, Father, that I, I listen, I still believe today that if God desires that He can come into this place and blow the roof off of it, and, and maybe y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm saying when the Spirit of God passes by and He begins to fill His people up and people talk about the Spirit being strong that you could cut it with a knife. And my friend, God's people begin to talk about what He's done for them in their life, and they've got confidence in the Lord. Listen, that we're not just merely here out of sense, out of responsibility, but we've come to the Lord's house because there's a thanksgiving in our heart, and we're thankful to be a child of God. We come here and we start worshiping Him, and praising Him for Him being a living God. And that song that we sing, that my God is real, and my friend, He's real this morning. He's real in my heart. And He's real in my soul. And I've got a desire this morning to tell people about Him. This morning I pray that God's Spirit might stir you up. That'd be my desire for you. Yeah, the lights are blinking. I hope it heals. Listen. I want the Lord's Spirit to pass by, morning. We've heard good preaching this this week And I'm thankful for it We still need the Lord's help We always need the Lord's help I've got just a small thought this morning Pray the Lord would help us bring it together We was thinking about The Lord's kingdom We was thinking about his church, we was thinking about the authority that God has given her. And he's commissioned her to go out into all the world, to all the earth, to tell them about his son, the one that gave his life for the world. It's not, yes, God has called the preachers to preach and to go out into the world, but he's commissioned the church. It's through the church that the preacher has the authority to go out and carry the gospel. But he's commissioned the church. He's commanded her to go out and tell people about his son, the one that came and gave his life for them. The one that uh, the Bible says over there in Ephesians that he purchased her and bought her with his own blood. It's his church. He's sanctified her. He's cleansed her. He's put her in the kingdom this morning. You're a child of God, the living God, my friend, this morning. What a great responsibility that we have To tell people about what Jesus has done for us. Revival. I don't know when it will draw to a close. But I pray that God's still working on us. That we continue on in this way. And in this effort that we put forth an effort to see lost people saved. That's my prayer. He's commissioner this morning. And what a responsibility that we have. To be a part of the kingdom of God. I was thinking about over here, we'll take for some text this morning out of the 8th chapter of the book of Acts. Very familiar reading to you. As we read here about a, a Philip, who was uh, one of the seven in the earlier parts of this chapter that uh, was put in the position of a deacon, uh, the Lord began to work on him, and he went down to a place there of Samaria. And as he come into that city, of Samaria there he preached unto them Christ and uh, there was a a great revival in that place people began to be stirred up and if you will remember some chapters ago uh, there in the gospel of John as the Lord uh, was there and passing through that country and he sat upon the well there of Jacob and he began to speak there to a woman there at the well as he was passing through that country and my friend uh, uh, she went back to the city and the Lord began to, to speak to his disciples about uh, the fields are wide and ready for harvest and she went back to the city and she said uh, I'll tell you about a man who told me everything about myself and I'm paraphrasing that this morning but uh, she had a desire to go back to the city and to tell them about what Jesus had done for her and so she goes and and my friend here we find that uh, Philip finds itself here in this city and it says and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits and with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with uh, palsies and were lame and were healed and there was great joy in that city and my friend today if you're a child of God Uh, Listen, I don't know your heart this morning, but if you're a child of God, there ought to be great joy in your life. There ought to be a great stirring amongst the Spirit when you begin to to seek out what it is that God would have for you. My friend, there's no greater thing this morning than being a child of God. My friend, knowing that your Savior lives, uh, that He's ever seated at the right hand of God, and He's still making intercession for you this morning. Uh, There ought to be great joy amongst God's people. But when we come into the Lord's house, it's His service that we're here this morning to worship and praise His holy name. Great joy in that city. Great joy. The Lord began to work. And He began to move. And my friend, I've been encouraged this week to see the church working. And to see the church get a burden. And to see the church laboring. And having a desire in their heart to serve the Lord. Listen, I don't want you to come this morning. Uh, Yes, the Word of God is important and it needs to go forth. But I want you to come this morning to worship Him to exalt Him and do it to the best that you can do it. Ask God to give you something to do every time that we come into the Lord's house. Say, Lord, how can I be used by Your service? Listen, it ain't for me to judge you this morning, but ask within yourself, when's the last time that I stood up and said, Lord, thank You for saving me. Lord, thank You, God, for giving me a home, giving me shelter. Lord, giving me food on my table Lord thank you for watching over my children and watching over their care Lord you're good to me God I couldn't go through this life without you God I need you when's the last time that you stood and praised him for that sanctified and cleansed heart that's within you my friend this morning there's joy in serving the Lord there's joy I want to see us get on fire for God. I want to see a great zeal among God's people. Listen to me this morning. There's a cause. My friend, this morning we need to be stirred with a fire of God that burns within our heart. You remember what those two there on the road of Emmaus. Boy, the Lord appeared there to them. They was blinded. They couldn't see. And he began to explain to them. He was telling them everything. And he said, well, surely you've heard about everything that's happened. And the Lord began to spoke to them and began to tell them about Moses and from the prophets. And, uh, well, let's just go over and read that. It said... And in the 25th verse, He said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ have suffered these things and entered into His glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, He expounded upon them and the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went and He made as though He would have gone further. But they constrained Him, saying, Abide with us. For it is towards evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he said at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did it not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened up to us the Scripture? My friend, when we gather together in the Lord's house in one accord, my friend, does your heart not burn within you? When the Lord is there and he's present and he's helping you and he's revealing himself to you, uh, does your heart not burn within you? Do you is there not a sense of a gratification and a joy that stirs within your heart? I pray this morning that we all come to that place. Lord, will you abide with us? Lord, would you abide and tarry longer? There's times that I've been in service with God's people, and you just sit back and think, Lord, don't let this service draw to a close. Boy, it's so good, it's so rich. I don't want to leave. I just want to sit here all day. God, it's so good, it's so rich. I don't have anywhere else to be. I want to be in your presence just as long as you let me. But sometimes we get in a hurry. we got other things on our mind. We worried about what's coming next. We worried about dinner, and we worried about going and doing this, and we're worried and concerned about everything else going in the world today. Listen, there ain't no better place to me to be around God's people that want to serve a living God. Ain't no better place. Philip was in amongst of a great revival, a great revival, and the Lord sent him to one. and it said and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying arise and go towards the south in the way that goeth from Jerusalem to Gaza which is the desert and he arose and went behold a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority under Candace the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship and was returning and sitting in his chariot and read Isaiah the prophet Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran hither to him and heard him and read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired, Philip, that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the Scripture which he read was this, He which was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Like a lamb dumb before his shears, opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom thou speakest the prophet this, of himself or some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went into their way, They came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water, what doeth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both of them into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his own way rejoicing. I want to stop there with our reading. As we find here a very familiar portion of Scripture, how Philip had been there in that city of Samaria, and the Lord had been present, there had been great joy, he began to preach unto them Jesus. And my friend, this week that's exactly what we've tried to do is to preach unto you, Jesus. And what you need to be saved, that there is hope this morning. Uh, a lot of times you might think that there's no hope, but there's hope in the name of Jesus this morning. He's able to save. He's able this morning uh, from those that are dead, He's able to make alive, and I'm thankful for that. But as Philip uh, bitted there, the angel of the Lord spake unto him, and told him to arise. And as he arose, he came unto a man that was a eunuch there of Ethiopians, And he found himself that had been there uh, at Jerusalem to, wor- to worship. Uh, but anyway, it goes on and it says in the 29th verse, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. My friend, this morning the Spirit of God will speak to his children. I'm thankful that his Spirit bears witness with our spirit. And as I began to think about this verse of text this morning, uh, this uh, Ethiopian, he began to declare, he said, uh, when he heard him, he ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And I began to think about what it is to guide. And that word means to lead. And this morning, uh, we are, uh, as God's people, Uh, Not that God hadn't necessarily called you to preach, but you've got something to do. And my friend, we are still trying to lead and still trying to point and still trying to guide lost people to Jesus Christ. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to point them to the One that can save them. We're trying to point them to the One that can help them. And as Philip was there and he presented himself, he followed the Spirit of God. And it's important as the children of God that we follow and heed the Spirit this morning and what it tells us to do. Y'all pray for me. 16th chapter of the Gospel of John says, Lord speaking about the Comforter. The Lord said, Seventh verse, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth that it is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send you, send him unto you, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now, howbeit when he The Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself whatsoever he hear. That shall he speak. And he will shew you things to come. He shall glorify me. For he shall shall receive of mine and shall shew it unto you. And all things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, he shall take of mine and will shew it unto you. And I want to stop there for a minute, but in the 13th verse he says, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. And my friend, this morning, the Spirit of God will guide you into all truth. I thought about a lot of times, sometimes I, I, I listen, I'm just human, and I make mistakes. I've heard people say, Well, preacher, I'm, I'm scared to death to get up and speak in front of people. I'm scared I'm going to say something. But my friend, when the Spirit of God that dwells within us as children of God, He begins to work on our heart and He wants us to stand up and to testify of His goodness. My friend, He'll help you to speak the truth. Oftentimes we get worried about, well, I'm going to say this, or I'm going to mess up and say that. Listen, all we can do is follow the Spirit of God. And He'll lead us into all truth. He'll not lead us into a lie. He'll not deceive us. He'll not work something up in us that ain't true. But my friend, He'll guide us into all truth. That's what the Spirit does. He'll guide us. Listen. I realized this morning that every church has their own personality. You know what? Every one of them does. Some churches are just really free. Some churches ain't. But I'll tell you this. If there's a Spirit of God that dwells within your heart, there's a joy in there. There's a joy. There's something rich. There's something good in here that God has sealed up until the day of redemption. This eunuch, he is Ethiopian, he said, well, he said, how can I understand this? Philip said, understand this without read readest Boy, there's so many times that I wonder if lost people understand what I'm talking about. Do they understand? Do these young people that are singing, do they understand what they're singing about? Boy, we don't ever know what they're listening to. We don't ever know what they're hearing. But I tell you, it's my desire that they know what they're talking about. It's my desire one day that they'll know what they're singing about. I want them to know the Lord. I want them to know Him more than anything. Because, see, I know the challenges of this life. I know what it is to have been a teenager and got out in the world. I I know what it is to have experienced the world. I was a lot like that prodigal son that got out in the world and experienced those things. And I want to do anything this morning encourage you to stay in the Lord's church and keep working and laboring for Him and let the Spirit of truth guide your life. He said, how can I understand it unless some man guide me? God's Spirit will guide us." It'll help us. Jesus said over there in the 14th chapter of John, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that guides. He's the one that leads. It's His Spirit that does the work. He said, as He began to read Him the Scripture, and He opened up not His mouth, so He opened not His mouth, and His humiliation, His judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom the prophet speaketh of himself or some other man. Listen, it's our responsibility to try to point them to the Lord. You never know the influence that you're going to have. You never know the song that you're going to sing, Brother Mike. It might have an influence on somebody. Yes, they need to hear about the Word of God. But my friend, this morning when we sing the praises of God, I can tell you of a young man that said that he was saved while he was singing a song. My friend, God can move. If we allow Him to, there's power this morning. Who hinders the power of God? Me. God wants to send His power. God can save. There's power when we sing and we believe what we're singing about. My God is real. He's real in my heart. He's real in my soul. It's our job to try to tell them about the Lord Jesus. Said Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached in him Jesus. And as they went their way, there came in him a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. Do what do hinders me to be baptized? Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. This morning we live in a day and time that there's a whole lot of easy believism. There's a whole lot of people, that's what I call it, uh, easy believism or no believism. I don't know, whatever you want to call it this morning. But there's a whole lot of people that say and claim that, boy, that if you just do this and repeat this prayer, if you just do that, you'll be all right. But my friend, this morning, I believe it in the way that we've been trying to do it this week. They've got to find it their self. Uh, We can point them and we can guide them. But they've got to find it on their own. And my friend, unless they search it out with all their heart, as Philip said here to the eunuch, he said, if thou believest with all my heart, if thou believest with everything this morning, and I have to believe that this morning, that if you believe with all of your heart, if you trust in Him completely this morning, with everything no matter what comes what may you're trusted in the Lord and you're trusted in His promises that He saved you and my friend this morning if you hadn't been saved uh, you've got to come to Him trusting in Him completely with your whole heart this morning with everything that you've got leave it here leave it all here you come to the end of yourself and you finally come to the end of yourself and listen, I believe in all of my heart this eunuch as he found himself there in Jerusalem worshiping. Certainly, I believe there's a whole lot of people that come in the form of worship, but they don't know how to worship God. They don't know how to truly worship Him. You can't worship Him unless you know Him. You can't know Him unless you believed upon Him with your whole heart. This eunuch found himself there trying to do those things. But my friend, when you know him, you can worship him in spirit and truth. He found himself there. He said, what hinders me to be baptized? There's a whole lot of people today that believe that they can just be dunked under some water. And that cleanses. My friend, all you're doing is getting wet. That's a great thing. I want to hit on that just in a minute. It's a great thing to follow out the commission of the Lord. And I believe it to be a commandment to be baptized. But I want to say this you've got to believe with your whole heart this morning. You've got to know Him and the free pardon of sin. You've got to experience the change in your life. You want to be a part of the kingdom, you want to be a part of this. My friend, I'm telling you, we ought to give them something to desire to be a part of. It's the greatest institution in the world, the Lord's church. Second to that, to me, would be the marriage of my wife. It's the greatest thing, the Lord commissioned her. And he sent her out. He said, Go tell them about me. He said, I'll leave this charge with you. Not to the preacher, but to the church. To go out and tell them about the Lord. And he began to call preachers and set them in the church. He had his apostles, which I believe was part of the first church. I've told y'all below, I believe the Lord set his church up on the mountain. You don't have to believe that, but that's the way I see it. You've got to believe with your whole heart. It's a special thing to be a part of the Lord's church. Being baptized won't save you. Talking to a man one day that's of a different faith, and he said, you Baptists, he said, y'all are just emotional. He's talking about me, I guess. Y'all know how I am by now. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, when God gives you something in here, it'll stir something up inside of you. And maybe it ain't that away with y'all, but I'm telling you, I know what I am this morning. And I know without Jesus Christ, there'd be no hope for me. I know without Him that I'd I'd die and I'd spend eternity in hell. And it's only by Him that I have the opportunity to go to heaven. So, Yeah. I guess I am emotional. A boy, that stirs up a joy in my heart. It stirs up a joy in my heart being a child of God. He said, I believe that, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Philip commanded, excuse me, it said, and he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went both of them into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So you see, he believed with his whole heart. He made a confession of his faith. He told people about what God had done for them. began to think about over here in the third chapter of Matthew. John was preaching in those days as he come out of the wilderness. He said, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. And said, John had his raiment of camel's hair and leather and girdle about his loins and his meat was was locust and wild honey. And he said, went out of him to Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about Jordan and were baptized of him and the Jordan confessing their sins. And when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees to come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth fruit. Bring forth, therefore, fruit meet for repentance. And what he's basically saying is, he said, Bring forth fruit meet for repentance. He said, Bring something worthy to show that you've repented. He said, bring me evidence. I need to see fruit. You've got to bear fruit somewhere in your life. He said, I need to hear some evidence about something that's taken place. So when somebody comes forward to unite with the Lord's church, we ask them, what's happened to you? I want to hear about something that's took place in their life. I, I want to hear about a time and a place that God has saved them Saved their soul and He's giving them peace in their heart. I want to hear him tell me that I know that if I die, I'm going to heaven. I want to know about that stuff. We need to hear about it. And it ought to be our desire as God's people to grow the kingdom. It said here, in the 11th verse, he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with the fire, whose, hand, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the grainer, but he will burn up the chaff with the fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee unto Jordan unto John to be baptized of him, but John forbid him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee and comest thou to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be not so, for this it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and the light lightning upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, and whom I am well pleased. As John was standing there, he said, Lord, I, I've got need to be baptized of you. He said, I'm not even worthy uh, to loose the latch on your shoe. And he said, I'm not worthy. But John the Baptist was the only one that had the authority to baptize. He was the only one. Uh, Jesus baptized none. And I began to think about that. If uh, Jesus... Uh, Not baptizing. Listen, if he'd baptized, uh, there'd been people all around saying, well, Jesus Christ baptized me. Listen, we glory not in the baptism. We glory in the salvation. It's not a glory in who baptized you, but it's glory in being able to enter into the kingdom of God, a part of His church. You ever thought about that? Jesus started His ministry. What did He preach? He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist started his ministry. What did he preach? He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance. Repent. Be saved. Know what it is to be saved. I was thinking about something, Brother Luke. I'm going I'm to close here in a minute. I was thinking about something Brother Luke was saying last night. He was talking about those spies that went over in the promised land and had spied it out. I thought about this. I'd read this subject some years ago, but over here in the 13th chapter of Numbers in the 23rd verse, it says, And they come into the brook of Ishcol and cut down thence a branch, with one cluster of grapes. And they bare it between two upon a staff, and they brought the pomegranates and of the figs. And the place was called the Brook of Ishcol, because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel had cut down. And when they had returned from searching land after forty days. And it says, When they went and came unto Moses and Aaron, and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Haran, to Kadesh, and brought back the word of them unto the congregation. And shewed to them the fruit of the land. And they told him. And said we come into the land. Whether thou sinnest. And surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. My friend this morning. Those of us that have been saved and sanctified. By the blood of the lamb. Will bring back forth fruit. He went into that land. And they had a cluster of grapes. That they, uh, two of them had to take. And. Uh, pack upon a staff and I don't know there's a pretty picture in that but my friend for those of us that have been born again uh, you're going to bear fruit somewhere in your life and my friend the beginning of bearing those fruits of what God has done for you in your heart is uniting with the Lord's church and following Him in baptism and I believe that I believe that's what the Lord wants of us to do I don't think as Baptists I don't know if we preach it enough anymore Uh, You need to follow the Lord and follow His Spirit. And when He leads you to unite with His church, you need to do that. Listen, I believe He wants you, as soon as you're saved, uh, to unite with His church. I believe that's bearing the fruits. They went into that promised land, and they come out with those fruit with that cluster of grapes, and it was so heavy it took two of them to lay it over a staff to pack it out of that country. I don't know. I thought about maybe that that showed forth the Spirit and the truth. But I'll say this to you this morning. We've got a great responsibility to allow the Spirit of God to guide us in our services. When I seek out the Lord's will and what He wants me to preach, Lord, I try to go to Him in prayer. God, would You give me the message? And He'll give me a little thought we'll try to come bring it to you. We pray that you always receive it. Not that we might have the honor and glory, but that God might have the honor and glory. And that God might have His way in our service. This morning, if you want to be a part of the kingdom, to me, the greatest institution it is in the world, the Lord's church, my friend, you've got to come first knowing and believing that the Lord is who He is. That He is the Son of the living God. That He gave His life. When we think about that Jesus was there on the cross at Calvary. If you remember that soldier took that spear. And He placed it there in His reel. And what come forth? Blood and water. First come blood and then come water. This morning, you must first have the blood of the Lamb applied. You've got to be washed in the blood. And then comes the water. Water won't baptize. Water won't cleanse you of your sin. My friend, only the blood of the Lamb will. I wonder how many this morning might know, have a desire in their heart to want to know the Lord. Really know Him. Do you know Him this morning? Do you know how Brother Luke said that you hear His voice? Aren't you thankful? I've never heard Him with an audible ear. But aren't you thankful that you hear the Lord's voice? Well, I've heard Him all kinds of places. I've heard Him in prayer. I've heard Him riding a tractor. I've heard Him in a deer stand. I've heard Him in a tractor trailer. I've heard Him everywhere. If you'll let God speak to you, He wants to speak to you this morning. And his voice is so good. And it's so sweet. This morning I want him to speak to us. Lord, guide us. Show us. Point us, God, in the way that you'd have us to go. Would you lead our services? As we stand and have a song this morning, if you don't know it. Maybe you want to be a part of this. I've heard people years ago that Wanted to be a part of the Lord's church And They uh, They just come and got baptized And then it was some years later that they heard With their heart and they believed And they had to be Baptized again. This morning Come and experience What God can speak to you heart. Come and Spend some time with him. Don't you imagine, have you ever been like those two that was on the road to Emmaus? As you was walking, you said, Lord, come abide with me for a little while. And then you thought, Lord, who will he? My heart's burning within me. This morning, let's come spend some time with him as we have a highway hymns. Let's sing 185. We've sang this song many times, but I was sitting there reading these words a while ago, and I just want you to pay attention to the words, these true words about the Lord. Softly and tender, calling you, if you're not saved. Come on. So-